Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So I've sort of stepped in quickly this morning to bring the message and I'm um, very, very, very honoured to do that um, this morning. So let's, let's just um, commit this time to the Lord just to receive from His Word. Who knows His Word has power? His Word is amazing, you know, and I've been a Christian all of my life and I read His Word every day still and every day I see something new and something divine because the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between the soul and spirit as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what the Word of God has the power to do in our lives today. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we open up our hearts to you, Lord, that you would discern our thoughts, Lord, that you would divide between soul and spirit in our lives, that we would receive what you have for us today, Lord God. Lord, we just leave behind any misconceptions that we might have previously about these ideas that you're going to bring revelation about this morning, God. Reveal it to us by your light, by your love, by your power. Awesome, awesome, almighty God. So we're going to be reading um, from the book of 1 Corinthians verse 1 Corinthians chapter 14 this morning. Love us to all turn there this morning. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. And I um, apologize, there's no presentation today, but that's okay. The Word of God is powerful. And um, I can swan around with my Bible instead of worrying about pressing the wrong button and deleting stuff on my iPad, which I get worried about sometimes because I'm new with preaching from an iPad. It can be a bit scary at times. So um, back to the old-fashioned ways this morning. All right, we're going to be reading. We're going to be working through the first half of the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14 today. Amazing passage of Scripture. We're going to be unpacking this. The series that we're working on at the moment is unpacking the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I forgot my prop. Can you get my prop, honey? They say that the longer you sleep with a person, the more you become like them. So, honey, props this morning. <laughs> that was Dr. Alan Myers that said that. I'm allowed to say that in church, so it's all good. <laughs> Are we all there this morning? 1 Corinthians 14. Oh, I keep saying it wrong. There's too many numbers. There's 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, and there's a 14 in there, and it's just confusing my brain this morning. So 1 Corinthians 14. Let love be your highest goal. Last week, Pastor Shane taught on the book of 1 Corinthians 13, which was so amazing because if we look at this, these epistles that the Apostle Paul was teaching the Corinthian church, there is lots to be said about the spiritual gifts in chapter 12, and there's lots to be said in chapter 14. And sandwiched in the middle of chapter 12 and chapter 14 is one of the most incredible passages of Scripture is on God's agape love, unconditional love. And as Pastor Shane taught us last week, that it's that unconditional love that always needs to be the motivation of what we do when we're motivated by the gifts of the Spirit. We can have all of these awesome gifts and abilities and outworkings of the Holy Spirit, but if we're not motivated by love, then it all means nothing. And the Apostle Paul touches on that again right there in verse 1. Let love be your highest goal. So let's let that be our lens that we see this passage of Scripture through this morning. 
Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And that's what this passage of Scripture is starting to to unpack for us as we're unpacking the gifts. We start to see... That there are gifts that God gives us, and one of these gifts is the gift of prophecy. So I'm just going to place that there. Especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. We're just going to stop there. We're going to talk about speaking in tongues this morning because there's a lot that this passage of Scripture has to say about speaking in tongues. And I believe, as Pastor Shane has shared the last few weeks, that God doesn't want us to be ignorant about these things. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. So it's my privilege this morning to be able to share a little bit about the gift of speaking in tongues and what that means. We see the Apostle Paul spoke in tongues there was an incredible outpouring of God. Before I do that, I'm just going to share a little bit from my own life. I was raised in a traditional church, and uh, which was quite, um, quite, um, what's the right word? Serious, I guess, and, um, and quite structured. And but we loved the Lord. You know, love, introduced to Jesus from a very early age. I was born again when I was five. I was baptized in water when I was eight. Loved church. I got excited. We were in a church of Christ at the time. I got so excited when we'd sing that one song when everyone could clap. It's that one song, Jehovah Jireh. Got to clap to that. And, um, you know, very solid, very solid upbringing in the Word of God and understanding about salvation and, and so forth. And then my mum's sister and, and their children, my cousins, started going to this new kind of church. It was a Christian revival crusade at the time in Newcastle. And um, they talked about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is this new idea. And um, like many of us who have been raised in, in traditional churches, sometimes that was a scary sort of idea. You know, what, what's with this wacky sort of thing? And um, I remember, clearly remember the first day I went to, to church with my cousin in Newcastle. And there were all these people in church with their hands in the air. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. I said to my cousin, man, these people are weird. She said, because she was two years older and so much more mature than me. She was 10. I was eight. I'm looking at these people. I'm like, these are weird. She said in all her 10-year-old maturity, no, Suzanne, they are not weird. They are just different. (laughs) Such profound wisdom. How awesome. But it was quite confronting for me walking into that kind of environment. But something ignited in my mum, and um, she started to really want to pursue this, what was this baptism of the Holy Spirit that her sister had experienced. And we moved moved to Wollongong, and um, the lighthouse had um, been going for a few years, and we went along to the lighthouse, and they were running these tent crusades, and they were pretty pretty out there. You know, there was there was lots of stuff happening, and people were getting prayed for and these people were falling on the ground and I'm just like whoa that's weird man 
so on. But my mum was unperturbed. She's like, this is awesome. I'm, I'm going to get into this. And um, her analytical daughter was kind of, you know, questioning a bit. But my mum was the sanguine, just wanting to experience something new and really hungry for something in God. And I remember them starting to talk in tongues and I was hearing all of these noise around me. And, and um, I went out for prayer and mum said, you can get baptised in the Holy Spirit too, Susie. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I went out for prayer and, um, and I got prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I fell down like the power of God. And who knows, kids don't fake stuff, yeah? You're not doing it to fake what everyone's doing. Well, I certainly didn't. And I remember just the incredible lightness of the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. I've never experienced anything like that in my life before. It was absolutely amazing. And I experienced this incredible peace and power of God. And at that moment in time, that was when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Did I start speaking in tongues straight away? No, I didn't. And I wanted to. So I prayed. I said, Mommy, I can't pray in tongues yet. She said, don't worry, love. The Lord will do that for you. You just have to be faithful and be patient. So I prayed, and I prayed every day for six months that I would be able to start speaking in tongues. And then after six months, the age of nine years old, I got one word, pa. So I started just saying that one word over and over again from God. And then from there, a language started to emerge, and it was an amazing thing in God. Does everybody who is baptized in the Holy Spirit speak in tongues? No. There are lots of different gifts of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. What is the difference between being born again and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, when we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives and resides with us. We are believers. We are born again. We see in the book of Acts that believers came together as one. They were saved. They believed in God. They had the Holy Spirit. But then there was a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was at that point in the book of Acts chapter 2 that we see in the early church that was when God poured out this baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is these gifts that we've been talking about in chapter 12, and we're going to be unpacking it. So that's what that gift of tongues is there. It is a speaking in a spiritual language. And as we go through this chapter, we can actually see what it means and what it's for, what it is and what it isn't. Awesome. All the answers to life lie in his word. Okay, so we'll just revisit verse 2. If you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. So when we pray and speak in tongues, that's communication between us and God. It's not bringing encouragement or edification to anybody else. It's something that builds us up on the inside in our walk with God. Verse 3 says, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. So the apostle Paul says that out of all of the gifts that he's been teaching about, the one that we should desire most is the ability to prophesy. And that's because prophecy encourages, prophecy uplifts, prophecy comforts those because we're speaking and bringing a message from heaven to those people. 
last Sunday night. We're actually focusing on the gift of prophecy Sunday nights. We've um, had a teaching last Sunday night on what prophecy was, what it's for, went into unpacking all the meanings of scripture and verses and definitions and stuff like that. Tonight, we're going to be going into that even more. And I want to encourage you that if you want to learn more about the activation, about the gift of prophecy, there's going to be a special impartation tonight. So to unpack this gift, you're going to have to come back tonight to find out what's inside. So it's a bit of a teaser this morning. Hmm. So, so when we prophesy, we strengthen other people. Well, why then is there the gift of tongues at all? There is a reason for tongues. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Do I speak in tongues regularly? Yes, I do. In my own prayer time, I spend time speaking in tongues. Why does it do that? Because sometimes our mind gets in the way, and I find, as the word says here, speaking in tongues builds us up in our spirit. So it, it's for me. The gift of tongues is for me. It's there, and we'll see there's other things there for the church as well. We're going to unpack this scripture as well. But verse 4, it says, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. And I know this, when I've gone through those challenges in my life, where my faith has been smacked around the head and I'm left lying wounded because of circumstances of life that I don't understand, where things have happened that I can't control, when I have not had the words to utter anything in English to God because I have been at a complete loss for words, I can speak in tongues. And I know that when our daughter, when I was pregnant with our daughter and she was diagnosed with a disability, I did not know what to pray. But I could speak in my heavenly language. And it's brought so much comfort and strength. And I believe that God gave me that gift for a reason. You see, God's got different plan for every single person on this planet. And he has a plan for you. And the gifts that he has chosen for you are there to fulfill the unique destiny that he has for your life. So we mustn't be insecure and look at someone else and see their gift or what that person's doing. Let's trust in the Holy Spirit that he knows what he has purpose for our lives and allow him to manifest himself through us. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Oh, now we're getting into the power of prophecy. The Apostle Paul goes on to say, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish that you could prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you were saying so that the whole church can be strengthened. So now we're going to another level. We can see that first the Apostle Paul is talking about what the gift does for us personally, but then he goes in, what does the gift do for the church? So there are times where there will be a prophetic word spoken in tongues in a public meeting. Now that's talking about when someone's actually prophesying in tongues. There's a difference, see, between praying in tongues and prophesying. So when that person then prophesies in a public meeting, it is useless for them to do that unless there is someone that has the gift of the discernment of tongues and can bring that word to build up the church. That's how it works. So the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, 
if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. We can all learn and grow together. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp or the drums or the electric guitar, keyboard, must play the notes clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they're being called to battle? It is the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking in empty space. There are many different languages in the world and every language has meaning. Sorry, we're up to verse 11. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. And taking it in context again, Pastor Shane actually painted the, the um, context when he was teaching from chapter 12 about what the context was of the Corinthian church. So this is early church. To understand where they're at and why the Apostle Paul was focusing on this area so much because they'd received this amazing outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were speaking in tongues. They were seeing signs and wonders. They were seeing healings. They were seeing things, but they got so caught up in what the spirituality looked like in speaking in tongues that they completely forgot what all the gifts were for. So in this chapter, in these few chapters, the Apostle Paul is bringing us all back to why we are here. And that is so that we will love one another. We will encourage one another. We will build one another up. That we are here on this earth not to show off with some kind of supernatural gift to get some sort of boost to our confidence or our ego. We have these spiritual gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. That nothing that we ever receive from God is only for ourselves. But it's to share and to overflow. When I was struggling as a little girl to understand the idea of what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was, my mum took a glass, and I was going to demonstrate it this morning, but the last time I did this, I spilled it all over the stage, so I figured I'm not doing that today. But she took it, an empty glass, and she said, Susie, when you have this glass, that's what it's like before you're born again. And then she poured in water and filled it up to the top. She said, when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. You're filled with God. You're saved your assurance of salvation, your life's transformed. But when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's like, and then she poured in, this was the dangerous part, she poured in the water from the top and the water spilled out all over the glass. That is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit looks like because it's not just us being filled with God. We are flowing out over others. We are pouring out. We are giving. There is a saturation of God that we cannot contain ourselves. And the Bible calls it a manifestation of God. We're going to be unpacking that meaning tonight. What does it mean? The manifestation of God. We're going right back to the Greek. We're going to understand what is the manifestation? 
See, I'm spilling this one. It's only a drink bottle and it's got a small hole. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so awesome. I feel the quirky anointing coming. I better wrap it up. What verse did we get up to? All right. 11, 13, another one. <laughs> Higher, 14, 15. But if I don't understand a language, I already said that already, didn't we? 12. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities that the Spirit gives, which the Corinthian church did, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. Verse 13. Whoever said 13 was right. I think that was you, Shane. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what should I do? I will pray in the Spirit and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you were saying. Because the Corinthians were just babbling in tongues all the time. They had it out of proportion. So Paul is bringing this teaching to them. I've been in church services like that, where everyone's just babbling all the time. And there isn't a lot of learning going on. So I'm glad that we have awesome balance in our church. It's wonderful. Verse 17. You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. So Paul spoke in tongues a lot. But in a church meeting, Paul would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language because Paul understood the reason for the gifts of the Spirit is to build up and edify others. It's not about me. It's not about my gift. It's not about what I can do. It's about what God can do through me to make a difference in the lives of others. And I shared last Sunday night from personal stories in my own life where I was in very, very vulnerable places because I kept coming back to the house of God Sunday in and Sunday out, a messed up, dysfunctional teenager. I was safe in the house of God. I received prophetic words from people that set me on my course and set me up. And as a reason, I am standing here today. I believe in the power of prophecy. I believe that we have a loving Father in heaven who wants to speak to people. He wants to connect with us. And yes, can we have that personal relationship with God where we hear directly from Him? Yes. But there are many who are struggling, some in the valley of decision, others who are coming up with internal battles, some people who suffered from abuse and, and see themselves so negatively, other people have made bad choices that have brought damage into their lives. They are the people that we need to reach because we can hear from heaven through the gift of prophecy and speak into their lives. They might not be able to hear God, but we can. We can make a difference in their lives. Just like those people made a difference in my life when I couldn't hear God. I loved God, but I was messed up in my head. I hated myself. 
But God loved me and he sent people. Sometimes he would wake up my auntie in the middle of the night with a word of prophecy for her niece. She'd ring me up. God's woken me up in the night again for you. And the word would be so spot on. And it would be abstract. It was just some vision God had given her, but it spoke exactly to my situation. So I knew the exact decisions without a shadow of a doubt. We're going to be sharing a lot more about that tonight. Encourage you to come back. Verse 20. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding of this kind. It is written in the scriptures. I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. But even then, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Let's just stop there for a minute. Speaking in tongues is a sign. That's another purpose. So it's not just to build me up. It's a sign for unbelievers. What does a sign do? Does a sign fully change somebody's life? If you're on your way to Wollongong and you see a sign to Wollongong, are you in Wollongong yet? No. A sign points the way. So the gift of tongues is a physical manifestation that an unbeliever can look at that and go, whoa, there's something supernatural going on there and then be pointed to God. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and can hear everybody speaking in an unknown language, they will think you are crazy. But if you are all prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say and they listen as they listen their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship God declaring God is truly among you I believe God wants to shake us up he wants to shake us up so that we're seeing a fresh manifestation of God that we wouldn't be satisfied with where we are but we would be filled with heaven that would see a demonstration of his power that when people who don't know Jesus come through those doors they will experience a conviction of sin that their ears wouldn't just be tickled with a nice idea but they would be convicted in their hearts to turn to Jesus to know that they need him prophecy can even see unbelievers convicted and brought to Jesus to see the power of God that is what all these gifts of the spirit that we've been talking about are all about is about pouring out be able to see God minister to others that we see lives transformed people saved in jesus name let's bow our heads and pray love to ask the worship team to come this morning lord we thank you for your word we thank you lord that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path lord 
Lord, just as your word says, that the eyes of our enlightenment may be enlightened today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for that light to just shine today, Lord, bringing revelation, bringing hope, bringing truth, bringing guidance this morning, Lord. There it is, that light of God. Just Let's just look away to heaven today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you for your presence in this place today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence is here, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are a supernatural God, that you are a God of the impossible, that, Lord Jesus, when you walked this earth, you moved in the power of the Spirit, Lord. The Holy Spirit was upon you, Jesus. You set an example for us to walk in, Lord that you reached out to the needy, you reached out to the lost, you reached out to the broken to minister a message of hope from heaven. And if you're sitting in this place today and you don't yet know Jesus, or maybe you've made a decision, maybe you've been in church for years, in and out of churches, and you call yourself a Christian, but if you know this morning that Jesus is not Lord of your life, you have an opportunity to come to him this morning and say, yes, I not only believe in you, but I make you master of my life. I make you master of my choices. I will choose to stop living for myself and start living for God, to discover this incredible destiny that you have predestined for my life. Today, I'm going to make a choice to follow you to embrace heaven for my life. If that's you in this place this morning, I'd love you to raise your hand right across this place today. Respond to Jesus, to the call of heaven. He loves you. He knows you. He created you. He fashioned you. He waits for you. He longs for you. We've got time this morning to wait in this place. If that's you, you just need to raise your hand. We're going to say a prayer together and we'll release you to go. There's time this morning. If that's you, raise your hand in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every life is so priceless to you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look up this morning. Let's stand together this morning. We're going to release you in a moment, but before that, we're going to sing one worship song, if that's okay, Lisa, this morning. And if you're here today and you've never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you would like us to pray with you this morning and receive that this morning, if you are really seeking God for that gift of speaking in tongues or speaking in prophecy or any other of the gifts that we've been teaching about in the last few weeks, if you'd like prayer for that this morning, then love to have you come. We'll have the eldership team come, be able to pray with you this morning because God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in this place and um, he wants to, to reach out to heaven and embrace it. Amen? Amen. Love you to come this morning.